Hi, and welcome to episode 52 of No Crying in Baseball. This would be the repetitive stress injury episode. And let me tell you why. All right, I've been watching a lot of baseball, and I get a little worked up. You may not have noticed that, but I get a little worked up. When the Stanley Cup playoffs were going on, my kid was crocheting the scarf that got incredibly huge to keep her hands busy and to focus her stress on needlework. She took one look at me watching baseball games and said, Mom, here, work on this. So by the end of baseball postseason, it should be a stress blanket. But this will cheer me up, too. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. This is Potty Mouth. And I've been watching a lot of baseball, too, a lot of it with you. And I got to say, even as a not Cleveland or Houston fan, what the fuck, MLB? Why are all the Cleveland-Houston games day and all the Red Sox-Yankees games prime TV time? I love the Red Sox. That's my team. But the the Cleveland-Houston matchup is actually really intense, and we've got a lot of amazing players there. What's the deal? Uh, My favorite post about that was someone saying, hey, unemployed Cleveland fans, here's a schedule made just (laughs) for you. And that's what it feels like because yesterday's afternoon game was the only one I could watch all of. That really sucks. That really sucks. I'm happy to see the the Red Sox, especially – Pookie, I want to say, give a shout out for a minute to Mookie Betts. Today, which is Sunday, is his 26th birthday, and he gets to have a day off to uh, to enjoy it. But I really hope he's back into action tomorrow night. We're going to be talking a lot more about what's happening in the future. We will. On today's show, as a matter of fact, we're going to start with a little bit about Addison frickin' Russell, but it's going to turn out kind of okay, and then maybe not. We'll see how that goes. We're going to talk about playoff demographics. Who's actually in the playoffs? This may surprise you. We're going to teach you a little bit about postseason rosters. We spent the last part of the regular season talking about going from the 25-man roster to the 40-man roster. Now we're back to a very specialized, specific roster for the postseason. What does that mean? And finally, who do you root for in the postseason when you don't have a horse in the race or a dog in the fight or a chicken in the coop or whatever it is? That's what we're talking about today. But first, Addison fricking Russell. Okay, so last week we talked about his ex-wife, Melissa Reedy Russell, coming coming out in the open and having some interviews and saying, this is what happened to me. And MLB reopening, although they never said they really closed, the investigation into Addison Russell and the, the domestic abuse charges against him. But she came forward and she participated and they came down with a 40-game suspension against Addison fricking Russell, retroactive to his September 21st administrative leave. Tell me what you're thinking, Potty Mouth. I'm thinking 40 games? Are you fucking kidding me? Cano got, what, 80, right? For mm-hmm. for suspected, for PED masking substance? The, the, the inequality here between abuse and drugs is ridiculous with Major League Baseball. 40 games is not fair. Not fair. One of the investigative pro- problems that MLB has when they're confronted with these accusations is often the women don't want to come forward or they don't. Like even you know, Melissa waited till they were divorced. She wasn't ready to talk. She is ready to talk now, and she said she didn't. Her goal wasn't to see him punished. So they can only prosecute as far as they're able with the information at hand. But it really seems unequal, and we'll talk about that part more. Absolutely, when we get to playoff rosters, because I'm a little ticked about that too. I will say there have been some tiny, tiny baby steps that surprised me. Not enough, but baby steps. I listened to the Cubs radio feed during the um, the wild card game, and the, the radio announcers mentioned Addison Russell and the domestic violence charges against him. And then we were watching the Astros game. The TV commentators talked about 
Asuna, and they said domestic abuse, and they talked about the peace bond, so they brought it up. They then moved on, but it's weird that we're celebrating baby steps, but it actually is a change. Yeah, and it's crazy that Asuna is pitching in the postseason. I mean, he received a punishment during the season, and Kano, if the, the Mariners had made it, would not have been able to play in the postseason. And we talked about that very specifically when he was out for the, the PED issue, and that Asuna can play in the postseason? And would Russell have been able to play, play in the postseason if the Cubs had made it? Yeah, if, if that uh, suspension hadn't come down, they could have pulled him off administrative leave if they had finished the investigation and said, eh, it's okay, go ahead. He, he, would, he would have been eligible to play in the postseason. This is not a good look for MLB. It's, they need a serious face change on this issue. They do. And I th- I'm hoping those baby steps are going in the right direction. I think that Melissa Reedy Russell is helping to push them in that way because she's been an excellent spokesperson the past week. And on top of the Kavanaugh hearings, I think there's we have got a moment in time right now where I think people are paying more attention than they might have. So maybe things will move forward. That is for sure. We've got to be hopeful. This is really depressing. I want to tell you a hopeful thing. Please do. I want to move Please. us to women's sports just for a second because we need a break with all the crap that's going on in professional sports right now. Um, let's move to women's hockey for just a second. And let me tell you what happened last weekend. The three-time Canadian women's hockey gold medalist, the captain of Team Canada, Jillian Apps, married U.S. gold medalist, the captain of Team USA, Megan Duggan, last weekend. Happy wedding. Happy good news in sports. That is adorable. I wonder if we could find their wedding registry. I looked. Did I you? looked. They're down to towels, though, and, and like towels oh. and bedding. And they're very lovely, sophisticated grays, like very nice neutrals. I checked it out. There's no barware. So there's nothing for us to do. But I checked that out, Potty Mouth. I'm I impressed. was on it. I'm impressed. You're totally on it. <laughs> So we go a little bit for the bizarre once in a while, looking at things from a different angle, like getting wedding presents. We want to look a little bit at the demographics uh, involved with the playoffs right now. And granted, we're taping this on taping. Is that a word? We're recording this on Sunday and playoff teams involved may have changed before you hear this. But I have some not so not so common demographics for you. And I'm inspired by listening to the Houston Spanish radio covering the playoffs. I've been trying to improve my baseball Spanish a little bit. And it's really sweet how whichever player, Latino players coming up, they not only say the the country, but also the town and do a little bit of reflection into their town. So I'm just thinking about this global issue, what, what people are bringing into these playoffs. And I noticed there are a lot of Curacaoan. Curacaoan? That sounds wrong. I think that's, I think that's right. We haven't actually checked, but it sounds... Better than some alternatives. Curacaoans. Curacaoans. Yeah. yeah, no, that's not good. Guys from Curacao. Curacao is a very small island, beautiful off the coast of Venezuela. Uh, a former Dutch colony, I believe. They speak so many languages. We have six Curacaoans in Major League Baseball. Four of them are in the playoffs. We have Didi Gregorius on the Yankees, who's kind of dual between Netherlands and Curacao because he has roots in both places. Um, Ozzy Albies on the Braves is from Curacao. Kenley Jansen, the closer of the Dodgers, is from Curacao. And our guy, Jonathan Scope, who scurried away from Baltimore, but landed in a good place. Landed but, with the Brewers. So there's a couple more who are out. Andrelton Simmons from the Angels and Jerkson Profar from the Rangers. I was intrigued and tried to look into some more countries where there was just the minimal amount of representation. And we have Brazil. We have two out of four, 50% 
uh, ratio of Brazilians <laughs> hitting the playoffs. Oh, math is totally your friend. It is, I am having a hard time with this. There's got to be statistics run on this, right? Because Jan Gomez of the Cleveland team and Luis Gohara, one of the Braves pitchers, are both from Brazil in the playoffs, leaving behind Tiago Vieira from the White Sox and Paolo Orlando in the Royals. And then there's there's a different tribe out there <laughs> besides the tribe that gets what talked about a lot. That? And that, that would be the tribe of Jews who are not on the tribe. That would have been a really interesting uh, matchup there. But only eight Jews currently now in Major League Baseball, four of them, 50% right there also have made the playoffs. And that is Ian Kinsler of the Red Sox, Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros, Jock Peterson of the Dodgers, and Ryan Braun of the Brewers. Uh, So that leaves four others out. But it's sort of like you look at what are the qualifications, because none of these guys are particularly observant. I noticed on Yom Kippur that Kinsler was playing. But the the qualifications— I like that you paid attention to that. You were were keeping score in a whole different way, weren't you? I I kind of was. And at first, I was feeling just a little bit bitter about it. But then he he did well, and I thought, all right, that's— It's a sliding. Scale. I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You got to have one parent out of two, at least, who's Jewish to be on this list um, and not identify as Christian. Basically, identify either as nothing or Jewish. Out of the guys in the playoffs, I think only Bregman was bar mitzvahed, but I heard, saw something weird about a reference to of Jock Peterson blowing the shofar at his congregation all through his I youth. I don't know so what that means. That's the, the big ram's horn for the high holidays. You have to have some good air to blow that. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, and the the last important statistic, one out of one people from Aruba are on the playoffs. That would be our buddy Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox. Only Aruban player playing. Only Aruban player. 100%. There that's we go. That's a lot. That's a, that's, yeah, that's we could play good. with statistics there. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Those are our friends. Let's talk about playoff rosters that don't actually address any of those demographics that we just told you about. They're in there somewhere. <laughs> so what uh, teams who enter the postseason have to do, they have to they have a 40-man roster coming in, right? They have to cut that roster to 25 players. And these players are going to be – it's going to be the roster they hold to throughout the whole round of the playoffs. So right now this is the, you know, the, the division series. And then they can change it for the conference series that will start, and they can change it again for the World Series. But here's who's eligible. Anybody who was on the 40-man roster or was on the 60-day DL as of the end of August is eligible to make this 25-man roster team. Now, here's where we get a little ticked. If you have a suspension this current year for PEDs or suspected PEDs, that would be your drug violations, you are not eligible to play in the postseason if even if you have served all of your suspension. But it's okay if you hurt women. If you are suspended for domestic abuse or violating the domestic abuse policy and you serve that suspension, you're done. Welcome to the postseason. So this is exactly the Cano versus Asuna comparison that we had said before. Cano wouldn't have been able to play, but we see Asuna out there. And I get really angry every time I look at his face. Um, the other thing that's important about this is you can replace an injured player from this roster. Thank goodness. Which happened for the Red Sox, right? So Wright is out. And so they, they brought, Who did they bring in? They brought in... 
Heath Hembry, I am really not happy about this whole situation. So what happens with Wright now, he's not only out for this round, but he's out for the next round. So should the should the Red Sox make the World Series, he's eligible for that, but he wouldn't be eligible for the next round. And if you have to remove a player for injury, you have to replace them with a like player. So pitcher for pitcher, infielder for infielder, things like that. You can't say, hmm, we might need another left-handed pitcher. Wow, our shortstop looks like he's limping. He's out of here. Can't do that. Yeah, and the right switch happened on game one day. It happened actually after the game. He did not play in the game, but it was just another little bit of a stab. Because things are happening quickly in the postseason, we're already two games in, I think, for the the division series, right? Everyone's played two games so far. At the time of recording. At the time of recording. By the time you hear this on Tuesday, there may be some decisions made. But there's a lot of you out there who don't necessarily have your home team to root for. Pick me halfway because I'm a big Nats fan, but I get to root for the for for the Cleveland team. But how do you choose? Because you you want to stay involved, right? You want to watch these games, or maybe you don't. And we hope you do. We hope you want to watch baseball because baseball is super cool. How do you decide who to root for? Well, one thing that Potty Mouth already mentioned was sometimes it's fun to just watch good baseball, even if you haven't picked a team between the two teams. And sometimes you'll find yourself picking a team as you're watching, like one team will win you over, right? We've talked about algorithms in the past about, you know, it, you know, North versus South, no expansion teams, anybody but the Braves, anybody but the, whatever your algorithm is, that might work. My daughter told me what her um, school paper did for their algorithm. They, a lot of them worked out how, how to root, who they're going to root for. They came down to they're rooting for the Rockies because pot's legal in Colorado and they like purple. Those are great reasons. That's that makes a lot of sense. So, especially for, from a high school high school newspaper. Hooray team. for high school journalism! There you know, you it's go. all about freedom of speech. I think mm-hmm. there's a little freedom of expression in there as well. What about conditional rooting? That's what I'm doing with the Brewers. Yay, Brewers! Except for when Hater's pitching, in which case, no, they can do no right until Hater is off the mound again. I'm with you. Um, the Athletic put out their fan misery index. That's awesome. So if you want to root for a team that they, that deserves it because of the long-suffering fans, right? It might be Cleveland, for instance. It might be Milwaukee based on what you see as their suffering. So are you going to throw in with a, with a team that you feel like is due, right? Because of how hard their fans have been rooting all this time but not making it. The um, <laughs> Deadspin has the, um, the co-worker misery, index where the person who wrote this article is like, you know what? I just want to piss off my coworkers. So I'm going to root against their favorite (laughs) teams just to like, I don't want to see them happy because I'm ticked when they're happy. And then there's a a magazine called The Week that put out this um, who to root for, for people who aren't even baseball fans. And so there's like a one liner and then a little bit of supporting dialogue about like, why would you root for this team? rather than the other team. And that's pretty fun, too. So you can decide. We'll have links to all of these in the show notes. So if you haven't decided yet and you don't want to just let this emerge organically, you can look at all of these um, resources to help you figure out who it is you're going to root for. So Potty Mouth and I have been talking about the eight teams that are currently in the postseason. There may be fewer teams by the time you hear this. We're not sure what's going to happen this weekend. And we've talked it. We've kind of put together our pros and cons for each team. So maybe this will help you decide who it is you're going to root for. You may want to pick a team based on their postseason motto. You might want to run the boyfriend filter over the team. I don't know. Here's what we're going to say. So I'm going to start with Cleveland because I'm from Cleveland and I'm allowed to. And their postseason motto is rally together, which I like because it's, it you know includes the fan base and all of this. I'm all about 
Francisco Lindor, about Jose Ramirez. They're way up on the misery index. I'm from Cleveland. What's not to like? What do you like about Cleveland? I love Tito Francona oh. because he brought the Red Sox to their first uh, World Series win. So he should be able to take Cleveland. Well, it, it when they bump up against the Red Sox, I might have to shift a little bit. But when the Red Sox aren't involved, I'm behind you with Cleveland because Tito's such a great guy. He is a great guy. And I think we're kind of united on the con. The thing that we don't like about the Cleveland team, frickin' yeah. Chief yeah. Wahoo. Dump him. You said you're going to dump him next year. You haven't dumped him yet. I'm tired of looking at him. So there's that. The first two games, they wore the Wahoo. Why? Why? Why this do you have not, to wear it? I don't know. Are they pandering to like in their fan base, which I'm not proud of, if that's the case? Or are they just, they have these hats already and they've got to wear them out before they bring in the block seats? I don't. No, no. Send those shirts away. Send them far, far away. Send it all far away. So um, don't send them to Houston. Um, Houston's hashtag or motto is never settle. How about that? I don't mind that because it shows like, like some drive. I'm okay with that. What I like about Houston is all those nice boys. I like so many of the players. I like my boyfriend Springer. I like Bregman a lot. I like your boyfriend. Altuve. He's the best. And I love the pitchers. And that's the huge strength and what Cleveland is having an issue with. And I'm, I'm wondering what will be true by the time you hear these words. But the pitching rotation is crazy. Oh, my God. Crazy for the Astros. Crazy good. And the cons? Roberto frickin' Asuna. Speaking of pitching, there's a huge hole at the other end, and I just can't stand to watch him every time. It's like the the moment that the game just shifts in energy for me. I'm into it up, up till then. I'm still rooting for the Cleveland team because I'm behind you with that. And then he gets the mound, and I'm just like, fuck the Astros. Fuck the management that's let this happen. Uh, Hinch, who's supporting him, everything just kind of blows up when I see him up there. And the general manager who said, oh, yeah, that's all behind us now. So yay for that. I Yeah, so that, that just makes me angry. And it ticks me off because I really liked the Astros before Asuna. And it's really soured me on them. And the fans cheering like crazy. I mean, Asuna is a fantastic pitcher. And he's making amazing pitches and he's winning this for them. And it makes me really angry and how much support he's getting from the fan base, too. Would you bet on it? I, I want to bet on my Cleveland team. But right now they're down, you know, by two. So I don't know if that's a smart bet, but it's my, where my heart is. Who bet on this team? There's another bet out there. The city police chiefs have bet of Houston and, and Cleveland. And they're talking food here. I was confused. Could you help me with this? What's with the corned beef from Cleveland? I did not know that Cleveland was known for its corned beef. I know one really good deli outside of Cleveland. I'd pick that. But if I was thinking Cleveland, I would think kielbasa. I would think pierogies. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the police chief is a big corned beef fan. I don't know. He hangs out in a different area of town. Uh, Houston makes sense to me, the Tex-Mex food. So I guess the police chiefs will dine after this series is over. There are not a lot of bets right now because it's still early. I think the big bets are going to be the World Series teams, but it's really fun to see what's going on at these early stages. Then we have the Boston Red Sox. Woo! Woo! Um, whose who's motto right now is do damage. Uh, I, I, I'm not too keen on it, to tell you the truth. It makes me a little nervous. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. As we go through the rest of them, you'll see this is one of the few that is very much like it's aggressive as opposed mm-hmm. to sort of like, you know, community building but it's it's, we're here we're here we mean business there's that going for it i don't know a lot of pros a lot of pros part of the pro is you know my good buddy potty mouth is you know from there and you may have noticed she has an affection for the red sox so that means a lot to me big fan of alex cora big fan of pookie and my boyfriend um, ben attendee 
So those are some good things. I bet you have a long list of good things. Yeah, Alex Cora is big, is really big. And even the New York Times had an article about him, which I thought was really interestingly timed. And it was super positive about what he means from Puerto Rican fans. And La Vida Baseball also had an interesting article by a Puerto Rican Yankees fan saying, what do I do? Because having Alex Cora there is historic. It's absolutely historic. And so there are a lot of Puerto Ricans really hoping he'll do well. I always appreciate when there's a little bit of bad language involved because of, hey, that's my tendency coming from the (laughs) Fenway Park bleachers. A little worried about Ryan Brazier. Our bullpen is making everybody have huge heart palpitations. And when they put in Brazier, who had never been in a playoff game, in a tense situation during the first game, somehow got out of it. And then they put him again in the second game. And thinking, how this guy, how's this guy going to fit in? Well, he fit in just fine because Gary Sanchez wasn't getting back in the batter's box. And he yelled at him, get in the fucking box. And then he struck him out. Now, Sanchez came back later and hit a home run against He had a pretty damn good game, Rodriguez. Sanchez yeah, yeah, he had double home runs. Uh-huh. But I just like the spirit of Brazier. I'm not sure if that pumped up Sanchez to get that second home run, but get in the fucking box. I'm going to put that as as a pro for the Red Sox. Cons. There's going to be a couple of Red Sox cons. I still love you, but you're going to have some. I know you have some, too. You're right. And one is Boston fans as a concept, not as individuals, because clearly I love you. I love Mr. Potty Month. I love a lot of Red Sox fans. But as a whole, they're kind of a feisty, rude bunch. And I was kind of all in for that back when y'all were the underdogs, because I believe I understand the whole underdog thing, being a Cleveland girl. But you kind of lost that lovable underdog status. So I don't feel good about that anymore. But eh, that's yeah. just me. I, I got to say, there are clumps of loud, obnoxious Boston fans. There are those of us who, who do the best and who wish the best. But, you know, booing at price... Wait, why why did I get an evil eye from El Jefe on that? There are very like there's a handful. Magnanimous like Red Sox I can name fans four. who do wonderful things. You and Mr. Potter are eloquent. two of them. Yes. Moving on. Can we they, talk about the Yankees? Oh no, well, wait, you're no, still- no, no, fuck no. We're still on the Red Sox fans. <laughs> but what I do, okay, I'm gonna criticize them. You guys were gonna cut me off from criticizing them. Because the Yankees really don't suck. They don't. They just don't. So I just get rid of that chant. I, I'm sick of it. I never liked it. Don't chant it, especially when you're losing. The other thing is booing your own pitcher, which we don't like booing in general. You're not maybe, fans of booing. Maybe if it's a Suna, maybe if it's an abuser or hater, I might not stop somebody from booing them. Um, I wouldn't do it myself because I still don't think it's a good idea. But... Price feels like shit or whatever pitcher has just blown it already feels like shit. They don't know why they fucked up. They wanted to do well and being booed by your home team. And yeah, Red Sox fans, you're known for that. Yankees fans are known for that, too. So segueing into Yankees, they're they're known for that, too. Segwaying into the Yankees, surprisingly, their motto is Unite the Bronx, which seems kind of like welcoming and, hey, we're here for everybody and we're, you know. If you live in the Bronx. If you live in the, well, that's, they do. Yeah. They they do. And I'm kind of weirdly okay with that. I'm putting that in the plus column for them. And as we talked about last week, I kind of like their rookies. Their rookies are playing hard. They're doing well. And I'm still a fan of Aaron Judge. There was a really good piece about Aaron Judge in The Athletic about the leadership that he shows. And he still seems like a pretty grounded guy, even though he's sort of shot to superstar 
status pretty quickly. So I'm I'm good with that tiny, tiny, tiny subset of well, the Yankees world. And Aaron Judge on his way out of Fenway Park blasted New York, New York on his boombox to just sort of give that final dig. So yeah, he's playing the game. He's he's okay. definitely he's fair. Okay. he's in the Yankees. And about those rookies, I adore them too. And I almost almost felt bad for them on the first game because they are the ones who blew it because I think they yeah. froze. I think this is this think is so. a new thing for them and they're in intense pressure. And I was I, I was very lucky, appreciative that they did blow it in the first game. And I think the key is when do they get used to it? And the faster they get used to it is the worst news for the Red Sox at this point. You talked about Judge. You've got Stanton. You've got Hicks. They're all like big guys. It looks like a football team. And I kind of appreciate this quote from Spike Lee, who's a renowned Yankees fan. He even got a special hat made for the series with, like, all the Yankees wins on it. And he said, they're some big motherfuckers and they can play. So, well said, Spike. Yeah, well said, Spike. <laughs> that that was useful. Yeah, no, it works. <laughs> it works. So my cons for the Yankees is they're the freaking Yankees. I don't know what they're going to have to do to win me over, but they haven't done it yet. I don't see myself ever, ever, ever being a Yankees fan. So, you know, there's grudges. There are um, baseless feelings. And this is one of them. Other the Yankees, I'm never going to root for them. Yeah. The, the other one I have is Aaron fucking Boone, who is one of a couple people who have earned that middle name. have that middle name. <laughs> From Red Sox fans. It just, that's the way the name goes, Aaron fucking Boone. It's like Bucky fucking Dent. There are people who have been given these middle names by Red Sox fans. I like the alliteration with Bucky fucking Dent, though. That's a good one. It works. Sure. How about some bets? Are there any bets at this level for the Yankees-Red Sox? I thought you would especially appreciate this. There's a library bet between the Boston Public Library and the New York Public Libraries. And the losing library has to circulate and promote books about the city of the winning library. So New Yorkers, I kind of feel, would hugely win out with Make Way for Ducklings. Wouldn't that be? That's a great that, book. Ev- everybody should be reading that book all the time. That's absolutely true. That's kind of a sweet little bet. It is everybody sweet. wins with that one. Yeah, We've got one later where everyone loses. But this one is definitely an everybody wins. Oh, speaking of everybody loses. Okay, so I think our, our favorite matchup that we're both really enjoying watching, right, is the Milwaukee-Colorado one. So Milwaukee is using our crew, our October. Also feels kind of like, you know, we're bringing everybody in. It's ours, our team, our community, the whole thing. Um, I'm all about Kristen Yelich, who bears an uncanny resemblance to Joe DiMaggio and is just raking. And, you know, their name is Brewers. You can't hate the name Brewers. Yeah, I, I really love it in Spanish, Los Cerviceros, which is, it, it, I don't know, it's connected to that beer. The, the word beer is in there. I just really like that. Sure. And I, I like Mustakis. It's your boyfriend, he Moose, boyfriend. Who, who really looks the part. It's not just his name. It's his whole, like, very solid identity that looks very moosey. And he's been having a really good series, too. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, we lost a couple of our local guys. We lost Gio Gonzalez and we lost um, Jonathan Scope to the Brewers and they're there now. So hopefully those are pluses on the Brewer side as well. On the downside... Frickin' hater. Yeah. Okay, so here's my conditional rooting. When I when hater appears, he's a, an amazing pitcher, and I can't watch him, and I root against the Brewers while he's pitching. I was appalled, beyond appalled. Right before you were to walk in my house in our game in our podcast prep today, I read this tweet from MLB Network that was like, retweet this to get a signed hater baseball. And I had to calm down, tell you. And I had to calm down. It involved beer and snacks and a little pacing. And thinking a little bit, like, could you pick 
anybody else in the playoffs? Just anybody? Do you have to really pick somebody who is caught with racist, homophobic, bigoted tweets? Yeah, not good. Not good. So we are adamantly anti-hater for damn sure. Yeah. And the other thing about that is that when he came back, Brewers fan base cheered him. So I am not feeling great about the Brewers fan base either. If you're a Brewers fan, what do you think? It makes me a little squirrely. Yeah, Yeah, I'm, I'm squirrely about that as well. Uh, so the Rockies are using Rocktober, which the hilarious thing about that is all of these sports are saying, this is the best one. I'm like, have you never listened to classic rock radio? Everybody says Rocktober. This is not unique. It's kind of fun, but it's not unique. It's still the best one. It, okay. <laughs> I guess it can still be the best one. Okay, the best okay. one. So I'm all in for the Rockies because of the long ball. You gotta like you gotta like the home runs, and you know defense is sexy. And I like my guys on the left side, so I like third baseman Nolan Arenado. I like shortstop Trevor Story, so I love the Rockies for that part of the world. And my boyfriend Charlie Blackman is so far out in the outfield, he looks like he got lost in the woods by this point. He's total got the lumberjack look the, about him. The beard, yeah, that's a weird beard. It's not mm-hmm. working for him so much. But Nuh-uh. if he's been in the woods, that explains it. Yeah, so I, I I was kind of hard pressed to find cons. The con I found is that they play at Coors. It's yeah, well. <laughs> Coors beer. So how great is that? I kind of wonder what the beer selection is like at the stadium. And I looked at the warning for their their game today uh, that the that the stadium put out for how to prepare and what to bring, and it said dress in layers. <laughs> so I'm thinking watching games at their stadium might not be so fun. One of my coworkers said that his dream was for a um, a Rockies Cleveland World Series, so that snow could be an issue at and any and any field at any time. How about that bet? This is this is an interesting bet. Coors versus Miller. So we have Coors Stadium and Miller Park, and uh, the beer companies have gotten behind this bet. And the losing beer company will buy around at several bars to be identified later in the town of the winners, which seems like a good deal, but we're talking about Coors and Miller here. Yeah, I didn't see where it was specifically going to be a round of their beer, but it could be, in which case it's kind of a lose-lose, but it's a nice gesture, right? And this will be collected on next Friday as the next round, as the, the conference series starts. All right, so Atlanta, for each other. Really? Yeah, it's not catchy, buddy. Nah. Not catchy. It's very uh, sentimental. It's sort of like a Streisand movie. <laughs> So I am all in for Acuna Jr. He rocks. And, you know, there's a couple of players, but uh, tell me yours. Acuna Jr. is even cuter with his buddy Ozzy Albies. There was a really cute photo mid-season of the two of them just sort of commiserating and hugging in the dugout. And I saw something about just their solidarity between each other. They're young, 20 and 21, black and Latino players. And Albies is from Curacao, but identifies as Latino within baseball, especially. And Curacao and Venezuela are very close to each other. So their friendship is just kind of endearing. And I love that young energy that's coming out of the Braves. So this is one of those teams where it's really a longstanding grudge for me. Okay, I'm anti-Tomahawk Chop. They still do it. I still hate it. That is ugly. My grudge is is from the mid-90s from some particular World Series. Hello, Cleveland. Um, I still think Chipper Jones is a bully. So there's no really good current reason for me to dislike the Braves, but I will still say anybody but the Braves because I am not giving up my grudge. That's totally fair. 
But if we're not rooting for the Braves, then we're rooting for the, the Dodgers. Dodgers really? who, who, well, I, okay. So the Dodgers are going with L.A. Determined. Um, also not catchy. Um, shows some oomph, some positive feeling, but not good. You think in all of Los Angeles, somebody would maybe say work in advertising and could come up <laughs> with a little PR thing that yeah. was better than that. But go ahead. We're all for the BMX boys. It feeds into my anybody but Atlanta thing, but I, I don't have a lot for for the Dodgers right now. Yeah, the BMX boys were Cody Corey and and Wood, right? Alex Wood, I'm pretty sure from last yeah. year. Yeah, they started uh, the series with a couple of shutouts, which is pretty impressive. They're playing well, but they're playing against Atlanta, who you know just that uh, that whole. Uh, conference that whole division there was not 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 impressive mm-hmm. um my my cons are i'm really tired of kershaw here's another one i can't explain he seems to be a perfectly nice guy he is an exceptional pitcher he seems to do good work in his spare time he's a family guy why don't i like him i don't know i think i'm just bitter about a couple of bullpen things he did against the nationals i don't know but i'm tired of him i think that's fair he does have a lot of fame he also had a bad rap for not being good in the postseason which he just totally destroyed so i'm really hoping that David Price at some point can follow in his footsteps <laughs> to just turn things around in the postseason. And if I'm going to follow Deadspin's um, advice and work for a misery of a coworker, I do have a coworker who has been a Dodgers fan since they were with Brooklyn. And this particular coworker is the only person who beat me in March Madness last year. So I might want to buy into this anti Dodgers for the misery of my coworker. But he's a nice guy. So I don't know. So what's the bet for this one? There's no bet. We haven't found a bet. Because so it- <laughs> people get out there. What's going on, Atlanta and LA? I think what's going on is Dodgers like, right. Like, what, we need a bet, right. please. What could they bet? We should have thought of this. What would be a good there, there, thing There's no reason LA? for Atlanta to want to take a bet. They're just going to lose. Yeah. And I, I feel guess, I'm okay about that. I guess there, there's that. That is happening right now. Hey, we had our own fantasy team, and it's over now. Oh. How sad. I still find myself following my boyfriends in the playoffs, which is great fun. And I did not win. Neither one of us are, won our fantasy baseball boyfriend league. Congratulations to Deborah out there on the West Coast who romped. She just took over after the All-Star break and flew with it. Like 23 and a half points. Not like I'm doing math in my head or anything. So at some point, I will reevaluate and look back at her decisions and try to learn something. I, I think what she did was pay attention. That's that, there's, there's that something. Yeah. We were kind of paying attention. I got second place, not because of paying attention, but because of shit luck. And then you got <laughs> shit luck. Third. That's good luck. You were second. It's true. But you got third and fourth. Your commission team and then your NCIB team. I believe that's your A and B, right? Yep. In order. And then the Tacoma Park Sox in fifth place. I was there again in sixth place. Our friend Sarah was in seventh. Vino Tinto, the Venezuelan team who got hobbled because too many Venezuelan players were already picked. They're down there near the end, but the very bottom ended up being the kids due to a late season concussion. Oh, it's awesome that that you're giving them an injury (laughs) out as opposed to they just didn't care anymore. Hey, we're on college radio tonight. Isn't that fun? It's great fun. I mean, I don't know that you're ever going to be able to hear it because I don't know that they save these archives, but we've never done like a live show before. So we're trying that tonight at the University of Maryland on the District Channel. So we think that's cool. I'm and planning on being at your house a lot this week. That's excellent. I have stocked up in beer. We have a lot of baseball to watch in the next couple of weeks, and we are going to be talking about it lots with you.
So stay tuned on all of our social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We'll be sharing our thoughts. We'll be sharing some background information, some sob stories, and some happy stories about what's happening in the postseason. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. 